Coming up, two major cups, Astros and Rangers meet yet again, a much-anticipated return to the Octagon, and Cambosos versus Hughes ends in controversy? All this and more on CP Sports. Stay tuned. Hello, folks, and welcome to CP Sports. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris, along with my co-host, Pat. How y'all doing? Happy Monday, everyone. We hope you had a great weekend. And most of all, happy Shark Week. Shark Week? Hell yeah. Let me some Shark Week. <laughs> it just started last night, I believe. Uh, yeah, Jason Momoa is the the uh, host. Shark Week has been going on. I believe this is the 35th anniversary of Shark Week. That's awesome. It's so, a long time. That's pretty cool. I've always enjoyed Shark Week. I, well, I enjoy a lot of those kind of things, just kind of just gaining more knowledge on everything with wildlife or be it history. I like to watch a lot of documentary stuff, things like that. Yeah, it just goes to show you how scary the ocean is, bro. That's that's all that does for me. I mean, I'm down to swim, but I'm not going into deep waters. No, never that. <laughs> well, anyway, it was an action-packed weekend in sports with many major teams. Friday kicked the weekend off with the women's national team taking on Vietnam in their FIFA World Cup opener. Although the U.S. pulled one out, it wasn't pretty. We saw some of the young ladies we talked about last episode make their first start in their first FIFA World Cup. Trinity Rodman proved to be a threat out wide in the first and earned a penalty later, but kind of fizzled out a bit after halftime. Also in her first outing, Savannah DeMello shows nice offensive work, but offensive, uh, or nice defensive work, excuse me, but offensively, she could have done better on the attack. DeMello slid a sharp pass to Morgan on a goal, but it wasn't capitalized on as I thought she could have gotten on the ball a little more. She's still capable of unlocking the defense and creates chances for the team. Most notably entering the tournament with high expectations, Sophia Smith. She didn't disappoint. Smith fired two goals during the first with a clutch assist with 30 minutes left in the game to Lindsey Horn for a beautifully set up goal as the US topples Vietnam three to zero. Awesome. This uh, was a good outing, but to take away from it, this team missed a skew of decent scoring chances. They they had a total of 28 shots, seven of which were on goal, and obviously only made three. Uh, they seemed to rely more on individuals making plays rather than working more as a unit with that being said though uh this game was was their first game together as a unit and uh we saw a lot of surprising starts with all being said and taking that into consideration they still show great promise this is uh, a game just showing kind of i feel like the foundation as they analyze everyone's strengths to build on them it's like fellow first-time starter Emily Fox said, uh, she said, quote, in training, we can feel that it's coming together, and we're just going to keep building off of that. It's the first game of the tournament, so we want to keep building off of this performance. I'm excited to see where these women, what these women have in store as we see the cohesion beginning to grow. But they'll need to get it together quickly as their next matchup won't be an easy feat. They'll be meeting the Netherlands, who were the runner-ups of the last World Cup Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Fox. Uh, that's, that's that's great. I, I can't wait to see that matchup with the Netherlands. But kudos to all three women on their uh, debuts. And, you know, as you said, well, you know, better teamwork. And we'll see how they do, you know, continuing moving forward as they continue to go ahead and go, climb up the ladder. But definitely more teamwork would be great. 
Yeah, they show good promise, but that that teamwork uh, needs to be worked on. <laughs> yeah. So they they need they need to show a little more cohesion, a little more gravitas in that that field. So we'll see what what happens. It's their first outing, obviously. There's a lot of new starters, so it's it's a different squad. So everybody's getting used to everybody, and I feel like they can get it together. We'll see what happens. But we saw another big game Friday as Leo Messi's MLS debut finally happened. Messi! Messi hits the stadium in his first game for Inter-Miami CF with over 20,000 loud and proud dancing, banging their drums, and chanting, Messi! Messi, Messi. <laughs> Leo took the seat on the bench and smiled at his wife and kids, drinking in this surreal Miami welcome. Latin artist Becky G rang in the game, performing the national anthem, and as the DJ pandered to the Miami crowd playing Bad Bunny, reggaeton, and Latin rap, Robbie Robinson started the party late in the first half with a greatly timed assist to Robert Taylor for a beautiful goal from the left side uh, I believe it was from yeah the left side of the box into the right bottom corner of the net getting Miami its first goal they led this into the second half one to zero over Cruz Azul but all everyone knows is the main draw was Messi. Yeah, of course. Of course. And as the second half was about to start, the stadium begins to erupt, chanting more and more, Messi, Messi. He subs in, and the crowd is electric. Cruz Azul finally answers back midway through the second, tying the game. As we enter the final minutes, Carlos Salcedo of Cruz Azul fouls and Messi earns the free kick in the attacking half. Everyone is on the edge of their seats. As they should be. <clears throat> and goal! Messi zips one left-footed shot right into the top left corner of the net with a game-winning goal. And the babies went up in the air. I think uh, Inter Miami coach said it best when he said uh, at the end of the game, quote, it was like a movie that will play on repeat forever, end quote. Messi's debut was absolutely that, a thing that movies are made of. If Drive Pink Stadium had a roof, the top would have been blown off. That crowd, I feel like, uh, still opened up them clouds as Miami had a little short wet spell with a couple showers here and there, and they might have sent some of that this way with how electric they were as we got crapped on all of a sudden yesterday. Yeah. Hey, but it was good. We needed that, man. It was, it's been it hot. It was nice because it, it cooled down a yes. lot faster because <laughs> yeah. it's been... Uh, over the 200s and or uh, over the 200s, wow. wow. Uh, over the 300s, or, <laughs> excuse me, he just um, trying to kill us, fans. <laughs> over the three digits, like I mean, yeah, it's been over the three like digits for for two two weeks now, and so just yesterday it finally broke with us only hitting 99. So that was nice, but we're gonna climb back up here and. It's going to be like it never happened, as always, here in Texas. But uh, moving forward, as, <laughs> as we kind of got off track there, um, that that storm blew out my internet, though, while I was trying to prepare for this. So that was, that was kind of upsetting. Um, but Miami goes on to face Atlanta United tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. at home again for what's sure to be another blockbuster hit in a packed drive pink stadium after knocking the rays from number one to number two in the al east with the series sweep the al west number one texas rangers didn't have very much of a great weekend they barely made it by the nl west number one la dodgers 
after losing two by a wide margin, falling 11 to five Friday and 16 to four the next. The Rangers avoided the sweep yesterday, facing a devastating first where LA's Max Muncie hit a grand slam to jumpstart the game. Jonah Heim kickstarted the Rangers with a beautiful two-run double to the right that DeLuca missed by a hair in a diving effort. Closing the first four to two. At that point, Heim put Texas in gear and the fans said go. LA was held scoreless for the remainder of the game while the Rangers tallied another three runs at the bottom of the second, as well as one in the third and another in the fourth giving the Dodgers pitcher his sixth career worst or his sixth start and his worst career start yet. Emmett Sheehan allowed eight hits, eight runs, and five walks. Despite dropping the ball this game, the Dodgers won the series in a dominant return to Globe Life Field where they won the 2020 World Series. I'd like to call this a double win for Texas, though, as Max Muncie hit that early grand slam in his hometown, tying the Dodgers club record for with his third uh, grand slam of the season. But as we talk World Series winners, the defending champs, Houston Astros, had a decent weekend. Last we spoke about Houston, they were meeting the Rockies, where they fell 4-3, but answered them back the following night. The Astros went into the weekend with two wins over the Athletics, but lost Saturday as Oakland hoped to tie the series. Houston shut them down. Oakland started with a 434-foot homer from J.J. Blade, but was held scoreless as Houston tied it with a... 398-footer from Yanier Diaz early in the fifth. The A's got back on the board at the bottom of the sixth when Blade uh, scored off a single. Oakland blows their lead though in the seventh, walking jokes and giving Madrid the walk-in score, tying it back up. Nice. Astros put the cherry on top after that assist with a 440-foot home run from Marcio Dubon at the top of the ninth, going on to defeat Oakland 3-2, winning the series. Now, these two Texas powerhouses meet again tonight at 7.10 p.m. Will the Rangers exact revenge for losing their last series against Houston? Or will the Astros take the lead in this series showdown. We'll have to find out tonight. Yeah, definitely. Astros winning both of their series is great. Beating the Rockies and beating the Athletics. And, you know, as Chris just said, they're going to go ahead and go up against the Texans in a three-game series. The, uh, a little side note that the Rangers also did beat the Rays. They swept them. Can the Astros do the same thing after their collision tonight? They're definitely on the same level, so I could see it happening. But the Rays might try and bounce back after all they've been through. Yeah. So I can see the Rays playing at their fullest and possibly getting one. But I think the Astros will win that series. As for this series, it's it's definitely up in the air. I'd love to see uh, Texas take it because the last time they met, they lost to the Astros. But before that, Texas won. Uh, three-game series against the Astros, which this one is going to be a three-game series. So I'm excited to see what happens. But uh, speaking of showdowns, let's get into the fight in sight. This weekend, we'll be seeing the long-awaited fight of Earl Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. The WBO champ Crawford is ranked number one in ESPN's best pound-for-pound boxers list. S- sitting at 39-0, and Crawford fights out of Omaha, Nebraska and holds 30 knockouts under his belt. Fighting out of Dallas-Fort Worth, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 
Sitting at number four on ESPN's pound for pound list, Earl Spence Jr. holds the WBA, WBC, and IBF titles, coming in at 20 or uh, 28 and 0 with 22 knockouts. Spence says a coin flip will determine who will walk to the ring first. ESPN's number two ranked welterweight said. Quote, even though I am the A side, we gotta flip a coin, end quote. There is no punches that these two men will pull and in this verbal assault, and when it comes to the fight, you better believe they'll lay them in physically as we witness the battle for welterweight supremacy Saturday on Showtime Boxing Pay-Per-View. Nice. This is definitely going to be one of them hard-hitting boxing matches. Both of these men, both of these men are going to, men are going to go at it. And I'm not sure who's going to win. I, I'm, just, I, I'm going to go ahead and go for Spence since he's the champ. But you know, Crawford could give the upset. Well, Crawford and Spence are both champions, but uh, Spence has the three. And uh, I'm hoping uh, Spence does does give an upset because uh, right now I believe. Uh, Everybody's favoring Crawford over Spence, especially with him being number one on the best pound-for-pound boxers list with the with the ESPN list that is. Yeah. But um, he's he obviously has more wins under his belt, more knockouts. Uh, his stats speak for themselves. That's why a lot of people are are saying that he's gonna go ahead and take it. But I'm hoping for uh, an upset on Spence's. Or on Crawford's behalf from Spence, and we'll we'll see what happens this Saturday. I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm gonna check it out, and and we'll talk about it uh, next week. Definitely. But uh, the boxing world is definitely in for a treat with that one. But uh, as we get caught up on, as we got caught up on some of unfortunate boxing stories last week, we failed to mention after facing defeat against Devin Haney. Uh, in a back-to-back bouts, George Cambosos Jr. made his return to top-ranked boxing against Maxi Hughes in an IBO title eliminator. But that wasn't a treat for the fans and other spectators in, in attendance as well. As the fight went the distance, Cambosos won the majority decision, becoming the IBO champion and was met by roaring boos. Hughes even showed his frustration, leaving the ring but coming back shortly to maintain some professionalism. I caught the tail end of it while uh, figuring out this week's show, and I only caught the last five rounds, but in my opinion, I think Hughes did win those five rounds. And uh, Hughes spoke on his frustration, saying, quote, Nobody thought I was supposed to be in George's league. Tonight I came and I showed that I should have had my hand raised. I don't want to take George's moment. I used my footwork. I made him miss and pay. I landed the cleaner shots. I don't want to sound like a sore loser and I will watch and assess it. But everyone here now knows who Maxi Hughes is, end quote. The former boxer and Hall of Famer Tim Bradley even sounded off against judges with such passion as he felt Hughes should have won as well. If you want to check out check out the clip of uh, Bradley, it's on ESPN.com. And also, if you have ESPN+, Plus, you can watch the fight back and reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can comment on Spotify or catch us on Facebook or Instagram with uh, at CP Sports Pod. So let us know who you who do you think won the fight, and do you have anything to say on on behalf of this uh, controversy here, Pat? I just I just feel like you know if if a fighter feels like there could have been something that sorry if a fighter feels like. Something could have gone different in the fight, you know. That's that's their opinion, you know. But hopefully, with the controversy, he can he can get his uh, he can get some type of positive 
you know, repercussions for, for how he feels after the fight, if he feels like he got robbed or something. I know like that. in that rant that uh, Bradley had, he was talking about they need to make a, a union to, to um, how do you say, challenge these these calls and, yeah. and these uh, cards that, that the judges are judging and uh, hold them accountable, make fees, things like that. So... Possibly we could see something like that in the future, but we'll see what happens. You know, even though it ended in controversy, people are still going to go back and watch it, especially because of the controversy behind it. So as we all know, controversy and things like that create cash and people are going to continue to flow to it. And speaking of Devin Haney's former opponent, Haney's father and trainer Bill Haney has said Haney moving up a weight class to face WBC light welterweight champ Regis Porgrius rather than going up against WBC's mandatory Shakur Stevenson would make more sense for his son. ESPN reports if Haney, who is currently 30 and 0 with 15 knockouts, fights Porgrius, who stands 29 and 1 with 24 knockouts and is victorious, he'll battle. It out with Theo Fimo Lopez in a huge unification bout. Haney has until the 27th to decide his next fight. If he moves up, he'll vacate his four championships, and we may see Stevenson vie for one of those titles. He's expressed interest in fighting Vasily Lomachenko. A fight between them for the WBC strap could be in the cards. But we also might see him take on the new IBO champ, George Cambosos Jr. It all rides on Haney's decision. Definitely about his decision. I was going to go ahead and chime in on that and say it, it could. Um, how do you give up three championships? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I would just want to stay on top. I would just want to stay on top, but you know what? Then I wouldn't. I, then again, I do see the. But it, him and and Fimo could make more money. Exactly, it, it's possible. Some people don't believe it can make more money, but I, I, in my opinion, I think they can make more money with him and and uh, Fimo. Actually, uh, yeah, or exactly. Tio Fimo going going that extra mile and going to a different weight class could be you know uh, an opportunity for him to prove himself, which. A lot of boxers want to do. That's what you want to do in the spot of sport of boxing. Yeah, and a lot of boxers end up moving up and and trying to go for different ventures. I mean, obviously, why not drop the straps? Yeah, he's already done it all there. Exactly, you're right. Might as well move up, get a new championship, get some more recognition, get some more money. Yeah, exactly. All that. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. And uh, we saw another uh, anticipated return to the octagon this past Saturday. Which ended in triumph. Uh, just a, la- a year ago, in the same arena, Tom Aspinall suffered a grueling knee injury after throwing his first kick of the fight against Curtis Blades, resulting in a KO just 15 seconds in. Aspinall returned to the O2 arena 264 days after. A very trying recovery and a much and much preparation. His return saw another short night, this time in a good kind of short. Aspinall made light work of Marcin Tibera, I believe is how you Tibera. Yeah, Marcin Tibera uh, via TKO at one minute and 13 seconds in the first round. Tibera was uh, rocked early with a right kick uh, right uh, yeah right kick to the head I believe it was and uh, he rocked rocked uh, Aspinall rocked him which you know he showed great confidence in that rehabilitated knee with that kick which I was surprised to see but uh, Aspinall followed up followed up with a beautifully timed uh, right elbow dropping him and would turn it up, continuing to pound on him until the ref called it. So it was a it was a beautiful return for him, especially after that freak injury. And it's it's nice to see him back. Those are always the worst type of injuries, man. When they're unexpected and and they happen so quick. And well, he did say he kind of expected it because he he would feel his his knee lock up when he was training and stuff. Ooh. 
but he never thought it would happen in a fight and you know just putting that off so long yeah it's, it's bound happens. to happen so that's that what happened happens. but he definitely came at, back and showed his dominance yeah, great so it's, back. it's nice to see him back and we're happy for him so hopefully he has uh a lot more fights left in him and we'll see what happens next uh you know, also just a year ago, the the gunslingers saw themselves in a losing at the losing end, finishing the 2022 season four and eight. Now with the record reversed at eight and four, San Antonio seeks an NAL championship. Yep. They go into their regular season finale with a flawless first half, scoring on all five possessions. Unfortunately, for the second week in a row and against the same team, they failed to bring it home, scoring only one touchdown on four possessions in the second half. The Carolina Cobras scored on eight of their ten possessions to blow San Antonio out of the second seed just a week after dethroning them from the top spot, 36, or excuse me, 63 to 45 i caught the the game this weekend uh san antonio had a lot of momentum at times but didn't seem like they could capitalize and it was it was unfortunate uh an interesting stat coming out of this game was from cobra's kicker tc steven tying the league record for four deuces uh, for those who don't know, deuces are when the kicker is able to kick the ball downfield during kickoff through the narrow uprights arena football is known for, resulting in two points. San Antonio now enters their final bye week, awaiting the outcome of Jackson, the Jacksonville Sharks versus the Carolina Cobras this Saturday. If Jacksonville wins, San Antonio gets bumped back to second place and gets to host their first playoff game here at the Freeman Coliseum on August 5th. They uh, actually sold some nice superhero-themed uh, jerseys at the Gunslinger game that night. For uh, Comic Night, I believe, is what they called it. I wanted uh, pretty much all of those. They, yeah, they you looked, mentioned that. They looked pretty slick, and uh, but most of all, I, I especially wanted the Spider-Man one. And uh, speaking of Spider-Man, Sony revealed their Spider-Man 2 theme system at San Diego Comic-Con. What did you think about that? I think it's dope, man. I was kind of bummed out, too, because I had just bought a PS5 not so long ago. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, man, I should have waited because I'm sure they're going to come out with some type of Spider-Man PS5 or, you know, maybe any yeah, type of PS5. Yeah, the system is, is uh, set to release alongside the, the game uh, October 20th. The bundle awesome. comes with a copy of the game, an amazing-looking system with a spectacular controller to match. Still no word on the price, but uh, pre-orders will open on the 28th. If the Ragnarok bundle is anything to go off of, it launched at... $599 but that's without a Marvel-less yeah, controller. Exactly. If you know what I'm saying. Oh god. <laughs> I love to pop myself. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that could uh possibly add like maybe 50 bucks, maybe maybe more if not, you know. So for those who Love the aesthetic though, and already have a PS5 like you and me. Yeah, they're also releasing the controller uh, alone, along uh, with cover plates to replace those pesky white ones that we have. Which I think is dope because I, I thought about selling my PS5 before I even even thought about them actually just giving out plates. Yeah, but so that's nice. That's a nice little touch. Especially because back when they they made the Spider-Man uh, PS4 Pro, they didn't have that option. You couldn't just replace the plates. It's nice to see that we can, re like, have a more customized kind of system. I yeah. guess you could say. But I always wanted that PS4 Pro. I I still look up listings to this day, hoping to find one. And, I'm sure you'll get, get one, one soon. But uh, I already have a Pro, so it's it's pointless. Oh. Yeah, so, because I got that 
Uncharted 4 PS4, the regular PS4, my PS4 Pro, so I don't need any of that. I did have a PS4 before that, but I had it it uh, suspended with like this bracket and it fell off, so I had to get that that Uncharted one. I like the Uncharted one, it's very nice. Yeah, it does but, have less blue tint to it. Yeah, but um, unfortunately I didn't get the, the controller with it because I got it from a pawn shop, so... You know, I like to shop secondhand. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, do you still have your PS4? Or? Uh, yeah, I still have my PS4. I just really don't really don't play it. I barely play my PS5, to be honest with I you. I guess you could say you were still able to, to customize them because you could buy skins and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. That's a little different, I feel like. Uh, a skin... Although skins do last... Uh, plates you can just constantly replace. You can replace skins, but it's a pain. Yeah, you gotta put all that yeah. stuff off. You know, they PlayStation's always came out with like you know awesome color schemes and different ideas. But one thing I always wanted was that gold PS2. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, speaking of, um, since we were talking about you know arena football, I did read up that the. Um, AFL is coming back. The Arena Football League is coming back, and they're gonna have. I, I believe they announced the teams. I'm not sure exactly how many teams it was, but I was, as I was setting this up, I I meant to uh, mention that and and read up on it a little more so I could tell everybody. But the AFL is coming back, so I'll I'll probably let you know what the teams are next week. If I can fit that into the to the schedule, we'll see. But uh, the, yeah, the AFL is coming back. They already have their teams picked. We don't. Uh, the only team in Texas, I believe, is the West Texas team. Mm. That's the only Texas team in the AFL so far. It, who knows? Maybe it grows more. We are seeing a lot more football with the XFL, the USFL. And people from these leagues getting chances with the NFL. So it's nice to see an, other leagues for players to go to and continue to develop and possibly get that time to shine in the NFL. So football is just taking a page out of wrestling's book and doing territories and then they go to the big <laughs> leagues. <laughs> I mean, it seems like that's what AEW is doing now, no? Because they always stay in the same places like Chicago or not Chicago, but Illinois in general, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, North Carolina, places like that, where where wrestling's real, real big in Texas, stuff like that. So, yeah, you're you're kind of right. They're they're taking taking that that kind of uh, approach to it, I guess you could say. Which is nothing wrong with. Again, like I mean, it just it gives everybody opportunity to do what they love. So yeah, and you can't you can't hate on someone just trying to do something they love to do yeah but um we did want to get into some of the wrestling uh we didn't write anything up or prepare too much for it but we do have a list of some things we wanted to run down as as we've told you guys before we only run down the thing the most notable things that that uh peak interest yeah exactly and, and make more sense than anything um we're not going to talk about Blood and Guts because I didn't even watch Blood and Guts. I don't know if I want to get around to it or not. We'll see what happens. Well, I guess uh, we'll go ahead and start with AEW first. Okay, yeah, we can go with AEW. What what did we have in, in store, Pat? So well, Chris wanted to go ahead and bring up the fact, I'm not sure if you guys are watching, but uh, Dax and Cash are going up against MJF and Adam Cole. Oh, yeah, so MJF and Adam Cole were put together in this tag team tournament that was raffled off basically so everybody had either a partner that they didn't know or a partner that they did know but were enemies with or whatever have you and obviously Adam Cole and MJF ended up getting put together they have their own song now which I don't mind the yeah, song was pretty legit they meshed it pretty well um MJF is obviously making Cole more relevant you can tell some of the stuff is funny, but some of the stuff at the same time is like, all right, we get it. 
we know it's you know staged. We know it's you know yeah. All You're trying to be comedic. But yeah, but it it doesn't come off. It's sometimes what I think it is is the the com- comedic parts like the skits last a little too long. Yeah, maybe if they were a little bit shorter and you just get that huh. But that's about it, you know. Not not to make it, they shouldn't make it too long. I feel like, but um, they've been having like these whole bro uh, videos and all the, this bro day stuff or whatever. So anyway, you know, they've been joking around and in that that match where they won the opportunity to take on FTR, they had a random dance battle like in the beginning which, yeah with Daniel Garcia yeah it kind of I don't know who else I just face pump yeah exactly you know, I was just like really why you know you already have everybody hooked that you're gonna see a match cause MJF is the, one of the biggest names in AEW and then on top of that you know you have Adam Cole who's been in NXT and has a big name as well so why guck it up with uh, yeah with just with a, a bunch of BS yeah that's just uh, like if you would imagine like somebody just turning the channel to to find that and it's like what just change the channel right away yeah you know exactly what I'm saying? like they need to think more about People who are just accidentally tuning in, you know, just flipping through channels rather than the AEW faithful that likes almost everything they do. Because the only way you're going to grow is if you take it seriously. Yeah. And as if someone sees like, oh, man, this match is, is good just flipping through the channel. If you flip through the channel and you just see some dudes dancing to some horrible like stock music that they had yeah it's just like you don't want it you're not gonna stay and watch that most people won't so they need to think think more about the people who aren't watching rather than those who are i feel like yeah and then out of nowhere they they get an opportunity to face the tag champions in ftr which which is which is dumb because i feel like it if you're going to have the tag champs face off against somebody, have them go against a tag team who's established. Yeah. Rather exactly. than a tag team you just put threw, together. Yeah, throw together. And now on um That was that was definitely like a page out of WWE's book. Yeah, everything. Like. Everything, especially the dance break, like but um and on Rampage FTR came out and Dax was in MJS MJS face and he looked like he was legit pissed off because yeah I enjoyed that um, I couldn't honestly I couldn't tell if he was really heated or not which which is made which made me enjoy that because he was able to blur the lines and if he was heated well then there you go but yeah, either exactly. way it, it adds so much and it it's gonna make people want to see this match more and uh i feel like dax is really selling that especially because after that you know he had that little headbutt or whatever and you saw as you as you pointed out like it really did feel real with yeah with cash being on the outside and then all of a sudden dax coming after mjf and doing the headbutt and you know cash showing that urgency to try and get back in the ring make sure his homeboy is good yeah pretty much or if he needs to hold him back yeah like chill out yeah so they sold the hell out of that if if it wasn't uh a work and uh i enjoyed it Dax reiterated on it on uh collision Collision. yeah with the fiery promo yeah yeah oh sorry Go ahead. Oh, so he was basically just talking about how you know them two, Adam Cole and MJF being a tag team is like a mockery to the tag team division, and they, like he's torn limb after limb, uh, being a part of the, being able to be called one of the members of the greatest tag team in the world, which is true. Like I understand his frustrations because he's been busting his butt while they just go ahead and get. You know, a, a opportunity. You know, they're putting on five star matches, which doesn't really matter, but they're putting on great matches. You know, yeah. with with everybody that they get in the ring with. Not gonna say that they're not gonna put on a great match with MJF and Adam Cole, 
but I'm I'm pretty sure they could have done anything else with any anybody else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you really think about it, there really isn't much in the tag team division uh, right now, and those tag team titles before they got to FTR were pretty much passed around like nobody's business. You know, I don't know so, what they're doing, but I guess a better team, not really better team, but you know, like for nostalgia pop, because AEW loves the Hardy Boys, would have been to do FTR and the Hardys if they haven't done that already instead of this. But If I could remember correctly, I think they did have FTR and the Hardys, uh, but I'm not sure, unless I'm thinking of another matchup, which I could be. But um, we did also see on Friday Darby win that uh, Royal Rampage. There you go. Yeah, the Royal Rampage. So he'll be going for the TNT Championship now, right? Yeah, who's the TNT Champion? Is it Luchasaurus or is it... Uh, it's Christian. Is it, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to find out. Uh, I love that that uh, dynamic they have going there That's with uh, Christian trying to say, like, we're the, the TNT champions, but he always messes up in the beginning saying, I'm the TNT champion. Yeah, it's like a reverse Roman and Paul Heyman thing. Like, yeah. imagine, imagine Paul Heyman sitting there, I'm the champion, not, the, not this But dude. he's definitely what makes Luchasaurus relevant, I feel like. Um, I never honestly liked the guy when he was in Big Brother. Cause he would always try and cut promos on the camera, like, cause I I had CBS All Access before it turned into Paramount Plus, and on there you could see the live feeds, and he would try and cut promos, things like that. And I was like, this dude's whack. And so basically, you're trying to be the Miz. Pretty much, <laughs> I feel like it, that's kind of what it was, or Mr. Pectacular, cause he's a former Big Brother star too. Who became a Impact Champion? Oh, okay. Right, he was an Impact Champion at one time. I, I don't think it was the World Champion, but I know he he won a championship at one point. But uh, I didn't like him then, like his, his talking. But then I saw him in in uh, Lucha Underground, and I was like, okay, this guy's pretty decent, and he didn't talk much, right? In Lucha Underground, you never heard Luchasaurus talk. Nah, exactly. No. So when he comes to AEW, he's trying to be like this comedic sideshow act with Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and it just falls flat because he's over here trying to cut promos, also trying to be funny, which he needs to be. He needs to work on his promos. He needs to stop trying to be funny. Especially with his look, you need to try and be serious. A, yeah, a monster as as Christian Cage is starting to make him be, uh, and as you see with Christian as his mouthpiece, he's he's finally elevating again. Yeah, and that's that's the little piece to the puzzle that makes him look good right now. You know what doesn't make Christian look good? What wrestling in a cutoff? turtleneck <laughs> i don't i don't get it i didn't even realize that until you pointed it out that was <laughs> that, hilarious that has to be the most uncomfortable thing to wrestle in but but yeah I'm, in, I'm enjoying what he's doing with luchasaurus i i don't mind it we'll see what what comes of it uh what else was happening in aw i i think there was something else or what did we touch it on at all no well you didn't watch blood and guts but for those who who don't know, um, Kota Ibushi debuted on... Oh, yeah. What was it? Uh, Collision first? No, Dynamite for Blood oh, and Guts. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was Dynamite. <laughs> well, they had show like a package of him maybe returning because John Moxley was like, you think we're scared of the Kota Ibushi, blah, 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 this and that, which I guess was a, a huge a huge deal for the New Japan, ex-New Japan. Well, he's an ex-New Japan wrestler, but the fans... Yeah, AW got that whole Forbidden Door thing going on too. So, but yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did want to point out. I, I noticed that uh, Ricky was out there with the with that championship for the Owen Cup. Oh yeah, and so was Willow. So they they put their trophies, I guess, at home, and now we'll be carrying those titles until someone else wins them. Maybe. Maybe. Or they're just showing them off for now until they forget about them again and then bring them up a year later. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. We'll see what happens with that. 
Well, I guess enough about AEW. We'll go ahead and get into what happened on w- WWE. Uh, on got- uh, Monday, to kick off the show, Brock Lesnar showed up, so yeah. that was nice. He went there and uh, jacked up Cody right in front of his mom, so yeah. that was a pretty little touch. Yeah, and he laughed in her face. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like Brock's like expressions. They cracked me up. Yeah, I, I like that dynamic with the parents and yeah, stuff like that. It's yeah, he threw school. him in the Kimura right there in front of her, in front of the barricade, and then did it again. And both times was staring at her yeah. the whole time, so looking was, like a madman. Nice. I feel like I feel like Cody's mom could have sold it a little better, but it was it was still it still worked. So I yeah, enjoyed it. Definitely, it was it was funny. I uh, Chris was editing our last episode. And I like played a little rib on him real quick, and I was like, "Oh man, uh, Brock just f five Cody's mom. <laughs> He's all for real." I was like, "No, nah, I'm just joking with you." That would have been gold. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, oh, he really would have got heat for that oh, one. Oh yeah, definitely. A little Bubba Ray Dudley there. Yeah, and another another uh, one right here is Shayna and Ronda. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, excited to see where this goes, man. Uh, as Shayna said, she she's definitely the one who put in the work, and and Ronda just came in guns a blazing because she had all that hype behind her. Yeah. So, which I is mean, not wrong. It's true. And then and then you know I do feel like what Ronda said is true. Like she did get thrown into the wolves and all that stuff. But you know they did throw her into the wolves and didn't give her as much training and anything like that but she's came a long way since then like she's actually showing some good wrestling chops now yeah and she's getting a lot better on the mic uh it wasn't uh like completely on par this past week when she was on the mic but she did play the hill pretty well and she sold it while while Shayna sold it and tried to go after her in the in the crowd after winning uh so it, it i'm excited to see where this goes i enjoy Shayna. She's a great wrestler, and she is honestly better than than yeah, uh, than Ronda at this at this juncture in this in this profession. So I'm excited to see where it goes. It's definitely like some real, not some real animosity, but like some real points behind. Yeah, and the, and it's also cool because like they're pacifying each other. Like they both come from that MMA background. Yeah, you know, part they, of the four horse women. Yeah, uh, they were MMA. Yeah, they were friends or friends. So, and another great thing too is that this was all unexpected because we thought that they were gonna like dominate the tag team division, which I was hoping for, and and I would have probably liked more because then we saw that championship get uh, passed around again as Liv and Raquel wanted after Shayna turning yep. on Ronda. Then we saw them lose it this, what was it, Friday? Monday. Monday, okay. Yeah, it was. It was Monday. We saw Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville get it, which I don't want to talk too much on that match. I didn't care for it. There was a lot of botches that that happened that took away a lot from the match. Uh, congratulations to Sonya, though. Which, uh, I don't think, th- what is this, her first title? I believe so. Yeah, and Chelsea's as well, right? Yeah, this is Chelsea's first championship as well in the company. So, a big congratulations to the two. I enjoy them as single talents. I w- would have much rather seen them prosper in singles competition rather than being a tag team. I really feel like they they don't mesh very well as a tag team. They have been growing as the as the um, the weeks go on yeah but um we'll see what happens with this because now with them champions the only way it happened was Rhea actually attacked uh Raquel before the match yeah and uh messed up Raquel's legs so that's how they they were able to defeat them so I'm thinking we'll probably see Rhea and Raquel eventually here soon, right? For the championship, that'd be that'd be that's, great. That's what it kind of seems like. Yeah, that'd be that that'd be a good little show. But what else happened on on Monday? Was that all? That was that was like uh, 
big to mention. Yeah, well, pretty much. And then, uh, but before you, we go ahead and segue on to the next thing. Uh, your boy Mid Card Donor went ahead and went to another promotion with the <laughs> Women's Championship because <laughs> him and his wife share everything, apparently. Yeah, and a, and a marriage is 50 50, so I, yeah. I see his point. Yeah, but whatever. if his wife is I'm sure it's the a WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, then he's the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion yeah. as well. A woman, all right. Mid Card <laughs> Donor. <laughs> oh my God, I can't stand. Woo, I'm woo, surprised woo. he hasn't come back. I've been wanting him to come back. I'm sure he will eventually. Oh, radio. Because I'm pretty sure she would have got some flack for doing that. You know what I'm saying already? They would have. It did kind of look like a replica, though. It might be a replica. I'm sure title. it is. I was going to say that, too. But it was it was still, still a funny little. <laughs> little and and this is do. my favorite part of the, the you know, the episode right here i get to talk about how one of my favorite wrestlers right now who xcom dom oh yeah is the he north american to win the north american championship yeah. at nxt this past tuesday uh against wesley which i i almost thought wes was gonna one was gonna pull it out me too because he was fighting off the judgment day when they interfered. Yeah. and then dom was able to capitalize. Well, because so. mommy hit him in the face with the championship. Yeah. yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. Very good stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Everybody was pissed yeah. at NXT. Yeah, hella pissed. That's what they get for hating on him, man. And then he showed up at, at uh, SmackDown with it. And of course, as always, everybody just drowned him out with booze. But, man, you got to think about that, how far he's come. And he's, like, the biggest heel in WWE right now. Like, honestly, dude. He still had some botches in that match against West that kind of were, were took me out of it a little bit. But I, I kind of figured that he was going to end up winning the championship. I had a feeling. It was random, but it you was You were cool. saying that it would be cool if um, Balor ended up being Seth and, and Priest cashes in on Roman and they all have gold. That'd be a great finish to SummerSlam, by the way. But at that point, I feel like if one of them has the the main championship, one of the main championships, I feel like they will, they'd rather have them have, like, the U.S. championship. Or, I mean, it could be know. whatever. <clears throat> right, the U.S. is the one on Raw? No, that's the IC championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, the IC championship is on Raw. Or I mean, is on SmackDown. You now. could cash in on Gunther too. Is, it, is that correct? It is, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry. Yeah, you're. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Raw side, Gunther did uh, is gonna end up facing uh, McIntyre at what is it? Uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. I hope Gunther doesn't lose it. Uh, I hope he st- he stays champion for for a while still, and solidifies that championship status. You know he's been making that title prestigious since he got it. Same with Roman, and I've I've liked the direction they're starting to go with these longer title reigns and making these guys seem like a bigger deal. I mean, I don't want Gunther to lose either. I don't want him to lose the McIntyre right now. I just need somebody to beat Honky Tonk Man's IC Championship record. I don't know. There's no point of this dude having this <laughs> record for so long, dude, before most of us were born, honestly. <laughs> it's been like 30-something years plus. Oh, man. It's it's annoying, but what, what happened on on SmackDown? Because the main thing that happened on NXT was X-Con Dom, right? Yeah, pretty Dirty much. Dom. And then uh, on SmackDown, uh, LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio. And was it? It was multiple people. I can't remember exactly. Kevin Grimes. Oh yeah, Grimes did show up. And I'm not sure Stack who. Money, money, money. <laughs> I'm not sure Stack who was. A, I think it was a four way or three way. Three way, I believe. But anyway, uh, Rey Mysterio beat uh, Stacking Money. Oh, it was Sheamus. Sheamus. Oh yeah, Sheamus. Okay. He beat Cameron Grimes, Remster beat Cameron Grimes to go ahead and move on to fight. After Santos like a Akubar. long exchange of, of everybody kind of doing their own uh, moves, right? Yeah. To to knock the other person out. And then it was kind of like that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, of course, he got the win. Now he's going to go ahead and Which I was kind of upset. Yeah, it has to be LA Knight. LA Knight. But, yeah. But um, it, it's still going to be a decent match with, with Ray and, and um, Santos Escobar, who is who are uh, in uh, the L- LWO together. And I like I think this match is going to be pretty good. Honestly, I don't see anything wrong with it too much, but I would rather see LA Knight in that picture. But we we might see it a little later. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Maybe no, nah, I wouldn't want to see that. I was going to say maybe he can go after Dom, but I don't want to see him as NXT. Yeah, no. North American's champion, so. No, no. Never mind. But we'll see what happens, dude. Uh, as as you pointed out before we got on the air, they, they've been saying that he has heat in the back, but. Yeah, but know. I'm sure he's still going to get a big push because I keep hearing uh, rumblings of him getting a really big push, but just not knowing when that is. You know, but anything can happen. Uh, maybe something will happen with the U.S. Championship match. He'll interfere and then start a feud with Austin Theory. You know. Yeah, we can see that. Uh, Theory is gonna face whoever wins against Escobar and uh, Ray, though, right? Yeah. Uh, at SummerSlam. True. So we'll see what happens there first and see where they take take the story. Um, like I told you, I would love to see Ray turn heel and yeah that'd be great and uh you know still win from santos or something something different for ray rather than being the baby face that he's always been yeah but we'll see what happens uh, what else was was on smackdown i figured i think there's one other thing and then the the major yeah, part the tr- of SmackDown. tribal combat um, yeah I really can't think about nothing else. Oh, Bobby Lashley. Oh, yes. There we go. Bobby Lashley ended up meeting with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Trick Mellow Game uh, saw them at in the backstage area, right? Yeah, in the back. In the locker room, they crossed paths. He talked to them. They walked away together. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll... Like we were talking about, he also... Had Montez and Angelo Dawkins meet him in the, the limo. Yeah, they got him so, in, the, in the truck. Was it a truck? Yeah, it was okay, a truck. Excuse SUV. me. But uh, so maybe we see Trick and Mello join the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley in a in a big kind of hurt yeah, business. Yeah, big, big uh, hurt faction. business. So I'm excited to see it. I would love to see that happen but we'll see see what happens you never know they could use it as oh bobby's looking for for people to join and he's gonna choose or whatever have you so it could just be that we'll see what happens i'd love to see him with trick and mellow and the street profits and they could learn a lot from bobby so i'm excited for that as well but after that the biggest story of this night was the tribal combat meeting uh jay and roma had a contract signing yeah they faced off uh on friday where of course solo was there yeah of course paul Heyman was there the wise man and uh you know they cut promos both of them were were pretty good yeah you uh, know they were all talking about the family and if the family knows yeah do the roman asked do the elders know and uh Roman signed the contract, and Jay didn't sign the contract because he said it's already in the blood. He's like, so we're going to go ahead and do tribal combat, anything goes. But since he ripped it up, do you think Roman's going to use that as, oh, there's no contract? True. Dude. Maybe. Unless, unless. Cap- that tri- would be a great way to, like, kind of even make him look more like a, a skimpy hill, you know, where he's, like, trying to get away from the, the fight or whatever. Or they do that, uh, the Dusty Rose finish where where he wins the championship Jay wins and then oh no he ripped the contract the next the next week on, on. <laughs> he never won it's, it, it doesn't oh, count it's not written in yeah. paper yeah that would that would be some crazy stuff yeah they could I 
don't think they should, and I don't think he's going to, honestly. Yeah, no, he's not. It's uh, This title's going to stay with Roman, and I think it should stay with him until WrestleMania again. Because with this title reign being so epic and so huge for a modern-day reign, you want to have it change hands in the biggest way possible. Yeah, in the biggest event. Of course. Of the season. You know what I'm saying? So... I'd rather see him lose it at something like WrestleMania. And we're not even that far away from Mania anyway, if you think about it. It's still a ways. What? It's usually around April. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a ways away. So you, we still got time to let some, some uh, feud simmer, things prosper after all this bloodline stuff we'll see what happens maybe you know someone shows up from the bloodline uh, some of the elders i did read that uh someone had questioned rakishi and say when are you gonna when or if or are you gonna go ahead and get in involved in the bloodline story he said when the time is right ah okay so, so that could be a little tease we'll see what happens or he could just be teasing to make sure people are watching his sons yeah so We'll see what happens. I know at the end, um, Roman was just gonna walk out, which which was a nice touch because Roman actually looked a little, a little shook. You know, he sold it real well. Like, all right then, they know we're gonna take care of business. Yeah, and he's gonna like you know he's about to walk out, but Solo flips the table, goes crazy and is about to spike Jay, but Roman stopped him. After that, he got hit with the super kick. Solo went down and out of the ring while Roman stood there in what seemed to be in disbelief, but some sort of respect. Like, all right, I got you at SummerSlam. Yeah. And walked out, and of course, a rain of booze came down as he walked out because everybody's like, why don't you fight him? course but you know perfect hill fashion just walked out said nothing he don't want jay Uso to put him on lock <laughs> but i'm excited to see where where they go from here after this you know um what's the 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 world championship picture is just um balor right now right if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So that's the only thing we got to look forward to on that side. Uh, also something I forgot to bring up in AEW, so I guess we'll save you know this news or what we think could be news for last. Uh, Billy Gunn took off his boots after that trios match. He oh, had. yeah. With yeah. The, yeah, so Daddy Ass ended up taking off oh his boots. Oh, my God. You don't have to call him that, man. And... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't know. It could just be a work. He didn't look that emotional. He kind of looked emotional a little bit, but it kind of seemed like he was trying to. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Cody did it in AEW too, and then next thing you know, he was on WWE. So who knows? Maybe he's just hanging up his boots for AEW, and letting his you know his sons shine for a second. You know, there's some times where you have to step back. No, they should yeah. all go. They should all go to WWE, bro, and then uh, make a new spoken guns with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, well, I could see them going to WWE. They, they've they got lots of potential, but we'll see what happens in their career. Yeah, they, all they got to do oh, is talk to Uncle Oh, speaking uh, Flying Brian Pillman isn't with the company oh, anymore. Yeah. Or, he, junior, excuse me. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he... Uh, Moved to Orlando, so he could be NXT bound soon. Okay, so he moved to Orlando. Yeah, I I feel like he'd prosper more there in NXT and learn a lot more than he would in AEW, honestly. So we'll see what happens with him. I feel like he's up for great things if he is going to NXT. And then like help him capitalize on WWE because they never really got to do too much with his dad. Oh, you know, I know. And then for it's him to be for him to be around more people who actually knew his dad and could tell him like stories and hey, your dad used to do this, your dad used to do that. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna get the right 
uh, coaches and teachers to teach him. Maybe we might see him be the loose cannon Brian Pillman Jr., you know what I'm saying? We'll see. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think that was it, right? That was all that was... Pretty much. ...was in the... Wrestling world. Yeah, so... That's all we have for today. You know, um, we were talking about that Owen trophy. I did want to bring up that I am uh, spitballing here, but I was thinking of getting a trophy for the for the podcast and making a league, CP Fantasy League, where you know we we all vie for the trophy. It'll be a regular trophy to where we get. Our names engraved on little plates that go on the wooden base. I want a belt. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's I'm just, dumb. I'm joking. But <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's why I said it. But anyway, um, the only thing is I'll, I'll have to figure out if we'll have enough people to do it. Uh, hopefully the enticing trophy can bring more eyes to the, the league and People are going to want to vie for it. And uh, I also thought of possibly making a a pretty decent, you know, um, in-bid where we can throw in 50 that way because nobody's going to be like, oh, whatever, it's $50. I'm not going to do my lineup or something, you know. Yeah. So I want everybody to be engaged, and we'll see what happens. Um, I'll possibly order it. I'm just trying to kind of. Be a little subtle about it. Uh, I don't want to make too many big purchases, especially because I got a a pull coming in today. So, <laughs> uh, other than that, I free. I don't think there was anything else I needed to talk about on on that side. Oh, I did want to say that we were thinking about uh, doing a subscription service for all requests and special episodes, be it reviews of raw or smackdown or any other thing but um right now we're just waiting i'm trying to get everything set up um let me know if you if any of you would be interested in that and we can set that up other than that for cp sports i'm chris i'm pat and you can catch us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, amazon music Radio Public, CastBox, and I believe I said them all. But yes, catch us there at CP Sports, and feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram or Facebook at CP Sports Pod. We appreciate you all for listening, and hope you have a great week. Thank you.